<coughs> okay, tonight I'd like to talk uh, quickly about the word gate. Um, most of us all know this. Uh, ones that understand the words know this, but I wanted to make some highlights on it because I thought it was kind of important to clarify it uh, on the record. The gate is, is really the word of God is the gate. And you can, you know, people, you look at gates, like I put a few pictures in here. I put the one, uh, Arbeit Mox Free. Um, I went to, you know, one of the prison camps, Dachau, in, in Germany. And it's it's amazing. Um, but those those things speak to you. When you, you walk up there and you know that Arbeit means work and Mach means make and free, you know, that's it, an absolute lie. Everybody went there, they, they tried to kill or abuse or use to the purpose of it. And we see that in America with the Statue of Liberty. It's it's a pagan goddess and it's taken away our liberty and people coming here thinking it's going to be free. At the end of the day, the promise is it's going to go to complete destruction because we went in the way of the pagan way to there. You cannot follow the pagan path and not have a, not have a result. And then I showed the picture of the dragon in London, which is on the... It's not a gate, but it is a gate because that's what they call it. It's the gates to the city all over the city. Every road into the city is guarded by a dragon. And a dragon has the arrow tongue, which speaks the words of Satan, and has the tail that speak, you know, it does the works of Satan. And then uh, it has the pagan feet <clears throat> so and, and claws and so on. And then at uh, Buckingham Palace, you have the uh, pagan signs. I mean, this is the ruler of the world, and and what she got on there, she's got, you know, um, uh, animals with uh, um, pagan hoofs and, um, you know, the, uh, what do you call that thing, the curved horn and all that. Um, all, anyway, the, the, it's just totally paganism. And I put down there the map of the city of London, even those gates of that city. People don't say, well, the whole city of London don't have those gates. Yeah, but the, the central city of London does, the one that's a separate country that isn't part of the um, the city of London. Actually, it's a, it's a nation all to itself, and it rules the world. <clears throat> it rules the District of Columbia, and it rules the Vatican. It owns them all. And then I also put in there a, inside um, a picture of a, a pagan horse inside um, um, that Windsor Castle that uh, the Queen had built. So you can see that she is likeness that that is definitely not like a horse that is a pagan item sitting there and behind it's a devil item so you can see that this is what they rule by these are the words that people speak and why that's important is god requires us in deuteronomy 6 4 9 and deuteronomy 11 18 21 to put his words on our gates and our doorposts and so on so when they put these on the doorposts when they put them on the gates the physical gates they are speaking the words of what they want to rule by. And like the Statue of Liberty takes away our liberty. We have the um, Roman god Jupiter at the front door of our Capitol building, which means the god of war. And that's what our nation has done. We've, we've become the warlords of the world, bringing war to everywhere. And uh, deceit and murder and lies and, and robbery to every nation in the world. The FBI, if you go to Buckingham Palace and you look at the buildings that are around it, Many of those buildings are, are FBI. The FBI's job is to collect the gold for the harlot, for the for the Queen of England and the Crown Trust all over the world. And we think it's a Federal Bureau of Investigation for America. No, they worked directly. It started after Franklin Delano Roosevelt time, 
and it went into the process of collecting gold from the people, stealing the gold from the people by their executive orders and so on. So it's the words that they go by. And what would we expect if we don't put God's words on the doors as he asks us to do? And if we allow the gates of our cities and our nation to be ruled by these pagan uh, words that we are, are made there in symbols and, and engraven images that we're not allowed to have. He told us not to have any engraven images. And we're allowing all this to stand. And we're allowing this to stand after the Lord took away the right of them to rule as he did when he opened the day of the Lord. No longer, and, and this is what preachers and all these people going to Washington negotiating with these leaders, they're absolutely not walking in the way of the Lord and they're going to be cast out at the judgment because they would not heed God, would not honor his word, and they would not even understand the scriptures or learn them. Because it says, they're saying, Romans 13, we've got to get along with these people. Well, go back to what the Lord says in Romans 18, because from the day of the Lord, they're supposed to come out from them. No longer were they to enter into these gates of the pagan cities, and they were to plead to God to come forth and hold teachings and teach the Bible and teach the knowledge of truth. But they won't do that because they'll lose their millions of dollars a year that they get for selling trash. They're selling pagan worship. And that's, that's what's going on in America, and the people don't want to hear it. I, I went um, to, as an example, I, sh- I wanted to show this teaching of um, Jacob when he was on his way to, to Laban's house. The, um, the interesting thing about it is he stopped at this place called Luz, which they say is, uh, it means almond tree. Almond tree, of course, is uh, the branch of the almond tree is the Lord uses to always show that he's ready to perform his word. And But Jacob had done something interesting. He took the stone from the stone of that area and he took it and he laid it by his head. Now, he knew the way of the words because he had been taught by Isaac, who had been taught by Abraham, who uh, spoke with God himself. Again, God came as Melchizedek to teach him with the bread and the wine. He gave him instruction and enabled him to learn the way of the kingdom. And the Lord himself did that for him. So he opened the words through them. And so uh, Jacob also, it even talks about, he was one of his father's tent. He wanted to be in the tent learning uh, from his father, and he was zealous to keep the way of the kingdom. So he understood what it meant to put a stone by his head, understood that the stone is the symbol of the word of God. And so he wanted to hear a word. But it's very interesting when you go down to verse 17 in Genesis 28, it says there, and he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. This is after he had had the vision uh, the Lord showed him uh, the ladder and the angels going back and forth. The, la- the Lord was at the top and he spoke to him and gave him a covenant promise. Now the almond tree was, he's ready to do his word. But notice that um, Jacob says it's the house of God. The house of God is the teaching of the word and the gate means the word has been taught and the, ga- the word goes with you. The word is always in front of you like a gate. The Lord says it's a light to your path. It means that it's constantly entering before you, and, and if you're following the way of the word, he'll, he'll guide you and bring you constantly through everything. What does a gate do? A gate enters a property. And when you have the words of God in you, you've entered the kingdom of heaven. You're, you're seeking after the kingdom of heaven. He's guiding you, and he's guiding you into the property of the words, which is the inheritance of the kingdom. So you're, you're in the, the, the gated property 
with the Lord. He's teaching you the way. In his house, he gives you understanding, and he gives you constant guidance. The gates is the entrance way to that. So he said, this is both the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So he's saying it's the entrance to the words, it's entrance to his way, entrance to his property, entrance to the inheritance. And he also then rose up early in the morning, because in the morning you make the word known, and you act on it. And so he did. He took the stone, he put it at, at his head, he put it at his head, and he set it up as a pillar and poured oil on top of it because he was anointing that work that was done there. And it would go with him because he said he called the name of that place Bethel, house of God, but the name of that city had been Lutz previously. Now, I wanted to point out in here that at the gates of the city is where they did their merchant business. You saw that even Lot was at the gate of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. So it's, it's where they do business. And he was entering into a covenant business relationship with the Lord for the purpose of bringing forth the kingdom, which is what he had learned about from Abraham and Isaac and what God wanted to do. And he was going forth to do this. So that's the gate. When you're entering that gate with God, you're, it's a business arrangement. He's going to guide your life. He's going to do, you do the things for him. And he'll watch over you and guide you and bless you. And he'll provide everything he says in the scriptures that he's going to do. We have to hang on to that and, and, and be strong in that, and God will honor it. He tells us um, in um, the, um, uh, I, I where I'm here, he's, he's saying, I, I gave you the Psalms 119, 130, the entrance of his word, gives light and gives understanding to the simple, because the light always goes before us, and once you enter the gate, you have the authority of that. If you seek, it'll be open to you, is what he said, knock and you shall find so he's also telling you that in Revelation 3, 7, the Lord says that um, he is the, the holy and true one, but he holds the key to, of David. And it's, what he's talking about is he who opens, no one shuts, and when he shuts, no one opens. That's the gate. When, once you've entered the gate, you're in the property of God. Nobody can take it away from you unless you walk out. If you stop, he'll stop. If you won't do the way of the words and help his property to grow, then you haven't done anything for the kingdom. And, of course, you're thrown out as well. And he says uh, in John 10, he's the uh, shepherd, the good shepherd. He's the doorkeeper. Well, the doorkeeper is also the gatekeeper. And it's used that way by Paul and other teachings uh, that he's the gatekeeper. But it's also the doorkeeper. You know, the gate gets us in to allow us to have the, the way and everything to work and knowledge of it. But we have that right to come into the house of God where we're going to learn the word of God. And it's it's like... Uh, the, there's a difference between the two, and I think you can understand it. It's like you're always in the property and the inheritance of God when you walk with him, but we're also allowed to come in and, and be with him. You know, even the firmament is called the tabernacle, but the meaning of the tabernacle is a place of rest. So even in the firmament, we can walk in rest if we're really walking in the full strength and the honor of the glory of God and the word, understanding his times and walking on it. He will bring it to correction and he'll keep us to that day. We may struggle, but we're going to come to that day. And when we do, uh, it, you know, it's worth it all, as you know, from the scriptures. But the Lord tells us a very interesting thing. And I put in here one of the uh, ways, before I go into what I was going to say there, but one of the ways that you can enter the blessing, enter the gate, you give the authority of the gate to your children, is to speak the priestly blessing over them, or even your friends and family. But that's in Numbers 6, 22 to 27. That's the priestly blessing. 
What is the gate? The gate is the entrance of the property of God. What is the property of God? The words of the God. All things are made by his word. It's the inheritance of the kingdom. So when you speak that princely blessing over, you're doing the way of the gate. You're opening to them that right to get that word. You're showing them the gate, and you're opening it to them if they will follow. And you have to trust with the Lord he's going to bring your child back to enter that gate. That's one of his promises he'll do for the children. You bring them up in a way they should go, and they will not depart when depart from when they're old. It'll bring them back. And uh, so that priestly blessing is very important to do. Speaking the words to them is, is likened to the same. But God gave this instruction to the priestly blessing, so he is standing behind it. And he, if we follow that way, it's just like he told us to pray uh, that the kingdom come every time we pray. So it's very important for us to honor that. But he also tells us in Matthew seven thirteen to 14, I want to make a point of this. He says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. You know, a lot of them, I mean, you know that the people are rejecting the word constantly. They, they don't see it. But he says, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way. And it, it leads to life. And there are few who find it. The Lord is telling us the real truth of this. It's been very difficult to find the words, but you had to have it in your spirit to seek out these words and go after it. And you'll find it, and and you know what the what the result is be. Even if we're struggling, we know what the result's going to be, and it will be great. And but we have to understand that it's difficult. God never promised it an easy way, and we've been rejected. These words have been rejected for thirteen years, and it, it's continued. And we've lost friends. We've lost a lot of things, but the kingdom is almost in our hand, and God has promised that you can't with you can't even hold what He's going to pour out in the time of the blessing. That's very near now. So it, it's worth the price. And it's very difficult. Um, anyway, I, I put more scriptures in here. There's more to read. Um, I put a lot of scriptures about what's about to come. Um, the, the people got to make a choice. But I wanted to get a basic on what is the real thing about the gate. And they can put, you know, the words on the gate. But people have to understand that just because, they, like the Jewish people, put these little scriptures on the door. But they haven't opened the door. They have not understood what those words are. And they're still stuck behind the veil. And they won't come out. And it's very difficult for them. Because it narrows away and, and difficult that path. And they just haven't done it yet. And, and God's going to sprinkle some and pull them out. And they're going to understand it. But they're very hard in tradition. And today people don't want to have their ears tickled. I mean, they want to have their ears tickled. They don't want to hear the truth. It takes work. They don't want to read. They don't want to do anything. They want it all entitlement. Just give it to us. That's what the Lord says. It's difficult to find a way. And it's narrow because they will not work at it and they won't be honored for their work. And they'll be cast out. He says the lukewarm will be cast out in the day of judgment. So we've got to just keep praying that God will bring our families through and, and so forth this time. Let's go to prayer. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the greatness of this time. We thank you, Father, that you are a great and awesome God. And, and Lord, you've, you've put before us, dear Lord, a difficult task. Lord, it's hard for people to understand the words. Jesus came. And dear Lord, nobody understood it, dear Lord, in his whole time of ministry until he came back in power. And he put that power upon his disciples. And dear Lord, they and told them the words. And when they did receive the words, then, dear God, they were, they were as you know, as you stated in the scriptures that's recorded in Luke 24 and 44 and 45, and then they were able to, able to understand the scriptures. But today, Lord, the people don't want to dig. They don't want to understand the scriptures. They just want to believe that their life is fine. They're going to go ahead. And whatever happens, happens. 
And Lord, they do not realize, and they should surely see it now. Lord, you can't trust the government. You can't trust any of the people of the world. And why should we when we have idols and engraven images everywhere in, in our dollar bills that we carry in our wallets? We worship those, Lord, because we use them. And Father, we, we don't want to use them. We want you to come. We want the kingdom to come. And Lord, we're pleading with you and doing the ways that we do know how to do to ask you to come forth at this time to shake the people and let them understand, dear Lord, we must come to the kingdom because this world leadership has the right, dear Lord, if they would read Ezekiel 38 correctly, they have the right to prepare to come forth and bring great destruction. Dear Lord, you're trying to intervene for the people. You've been pleading with them to come out. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to shake them. Lord, allow the people to come out because, Lord, we believe that people are awakening. And Lord, but they do not understand you. You've made a plan for them, that you have a way prepared for them, that you will protect and keep them. You told them, dear Lord, in John 5, 24, that if they would hear your words of your voice, and if they believe on the promises of the Father that are unbreakable, that are unlocked by the key of these words, then Lord, you said that they will pass through the judgments and have eternal life. And if they would read Ephesians 1, 13 to 14, they would see that that eternal life comes by receiving the knowledge of truth. And Lord, you told us in John seventeen seventeen that the truth is the words of God. You confirmed it again in Psalms 119, 160. And you confirmed in Psalms 119, 142 that your truth is law. And you told us, dear Lord, in John twelve forty eight that we're going to be judged in this day by your words. Lord, it's a simple path. And Lord, we pray that you, they would understand. And Lord, way back in Deuteronomy eighteen nineteen in the days of Moses, you told them, that you're going to send the Messiah and he's going to speak your words and he's going to make known your words and to anybody who will listen and receive. And you said that those who do not receive and do not hear your words will be held into account. And then you said, dear Lord, through Jesus, that 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 uh, in John eight forty seven that those who will not hear the words of God are not of God. You told us in Romans 14, dear Lord, that if we don't have faith, which comes by the hearing of the word, then it's a sin. And Lord, the people today are sinning. They will not receive the word that you asked them to receive, that you told them that you would be, they would be judged by. And Lord, we're trying and pleading, dear Lord, and doing all we know, dear Lord, to, to make it known. And Lord, there's not even support for your ministry. There's not even support to make the, known, the words known to the people. Lord, they, they, they spend thousands and thousands and thousands and given millions and millions and millions of dollars into ministries that just make them feel good and do nothing to prepare them for the separation judgment that's coming or for the great tribulation that's coming. In fact, so many of these preachers, dear Lord, have made millions of dollars teaching about the fact, dear Lord, that there's going to be this rapture that's going to escape them out of here any time. Lord, we pray that they would understand, dear Lord, that that is a sin before you because it's something that reveals they do not have knowledge and they themselves are weaned on milk when they think they have great knowledge. They don't understand the way of the Spirit. Lord, we pray that you would correct them, that they would see the light and utilize their great resources, dear Lord, for thy kingdom. Dear Lord, to bring forth the message of the good news that will put food into the people, dear Lord, that will enable them to have food in the time of the famine that's coming. Dear Lord, because you said in John 9, 4, 5, not only are they going to have famine, dear Lord, they're not going to be able to work. And Lord, the people are just worried about working today. But they're not worried about building up for themselves what is necessary in the time to come. And Lord, we know that Satan is stirring up the troubles. 
And Lord, he's getting in there every place he can, dear Lord, in families, putting the financial troubles in and then utilizing that, dear God, to separate peoples. But dear Lord, we have faith. We know, dear Lord, just like the 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 son that went away, dear God. If we spoke in the words, dear Lord, it'll all come back because, Lord, we desire for them to receive the words and in due time they will come. And, Lord, we trust our children to this, to you, to your word, to your promise. And, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to let them remember this. And, Lord, we ask you, dear God, for the spouses to hear the word. And, Lord, we pray that, dear Lord, they will uh, receive it with gladness, dear Lord, at the time, dear Lord, that you know in Lord, you, you're the protector of their hearts. We've given you their hearts, Lord. We've asked you, Lord, to make known your words to them. We're doing what we know, Father. And we ask you, dear Lord, to hear that plea. And for our parents and our brothers and sisters. And Father, we pray that your hand will be upon it. Dear Lord, we know, dear Lord, in these days, it almost seems impossible. But Lord, we know it can turn into good. Lord, Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery for just silver. And Lord, look how you used that for good. And at a time when they needed it, you brought them back and united them to build forth your kingdom. And Lord, in this day, you're using us to bring forth your kingdom. You're going to build your kingdom. Let these, dear Lord, come back to the truth, Lord. Let them see the work that you're preparing. Let them understand, dear Lord, they must come and help. We ask, dear Lord, that you would shake the tree. Dear Lord, that it would be an almond moment. And dear Lord, that you would... Uh, just move, dear Lord. We know you've been trembling the people for some time. But Lord, we pray that you would cause a great shaking in the spirit of the people, letting them understand they're in grave trouble. Because, dear Lord, they must ask you to intervene. They must do what it says in Joel 2, 12 to 20, completely. And Lord, if with the knowledge they have, they don't know how to do that completely because they don't know the way of sanctification, which you explained to them in John seventeen seventeen, is by setting themselves apart from the world through the language of your words. Dear Lord, through the pure words that only the righteous can receive. Dear Lord, they can only be spoken by those who will set themselves apart from the world. Because the spirit of truth cannot enter those. Dear Lord, as you said in John fourteen fifteen to 17, they will not receive it. So, Father, we're asking you, please awaken them to truth. Help the message, dear Lord, of your truth to go out. Dear Lord, let the people see it's serious. They should see the deception of the world now. They should see that they can't trust any leaders Lord, you, they should see that these people are supporting homosexuality and so forth so they can use it for evil to stir up troubles. Lord, we pray that they would understand, dear Lord, in any church, dear God. Yes, we pray for all these. But, dear Lord, we cannot agree that homosexuality is legal because they are not rulers who have authority to rule over the world. Judges have no authority to this day. And for every judgment they're making at this time, they will answer because from the day of the Lord till now, you have had dominion and they have had no right of authority. And the people who are allowing this to be done, the preachers who are allowing this to be done and not telling them that they don't have authority to do this in the name of the Lord, then, dear Lord, it, the sin and the blood of these people is upon them. And Father, we wish them to know this. Let them understand it, dear Lord, that they're going to be held accountable to separation judgment. And like the many shepherds that have died so far, and people have reported that you've shown, dear Lord, so many preachers in, in Hades. Father, we pray, dear Lord, that these people understand, dear Lord, it's in your prisons of God. It doesn't matter where they are. Lord, you've shown that they are there. And dear Lord, we pray that the people wake up and hear this. Dear Lord, we pray that they would see Matthew seven twenty one to 23 and be afraid. 
even even Jacob, upon seeing you at heaven, he, it says right there in the scriptures, Lord, in Genesis 28, he was afraid. After he got that great promise, he was afraid. Because he knew, dear Lord, your way is narrow. And Lord, he wanted to walk in that way. Help us, Lord, to walk in the narrow way, understanding that it's not as open as we think it is. Help us, dear Lord, to be strict with ourselves. Help us, dear Lord, to be brought into correction by your hand. Help us, Lord, to be walking in your way in our families to come to your truth. Let us reside in your promises. Let us see the fulfillment, dear Lord, of your great works. For the glory of your kingdom, we've given you our families. And dear Lord, we've given you our friends and those who try to do the way the word's for. And Lord, we, you know all the ones who love you. We ask you, Lord, that you'd increase their knowledge. Help open their eyes. Let them see that there's more than they've never known and the greatness of your power. Dear Lord, let them see the source of your power, the source of the way of your creation. We ask all these names, these things in thy precious name. In Jesus' name we pray this. Amen.